0: This is AmericasWebRadio.com The best in chat radio designed just for you. You're listening to America's Web Radio and now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber.
1: Good morning Mr. Weber. Hey. Hey. How are you doing this morning? Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. We made it one more week. Uh, We didn't get our wives didn't take us down and under, and uh, we're, we're up and going. We're vertical and uh, couldn't be happier than we're pigs in new mud or something. Right, you know? right, and a cup of warm coffee. And we got warm coffee. We got a very special guest on today on the Classic Car Show. And uh, before we get started, though, I wanted to make an announcement. Uh, LeMay Museum out in Tacoma, Washington, sent us this uh, press release of something they got going on um, February 7th, that is a memorable day. That's when I gave my life away to my wife. Uh, oh. But anyway, <laughs> I think I'd better be at the museum. That, no, no, no. you no, no. we, we, <coughs> uh, we go
2: got, out there for your anniversary.
1: Right. Uh, you, it, it would be. I would go out there for oh. our anniversary. Oh, okay. But anyway, um, the LeMay Museum is going to be having their drive the blues away in honor of... David and Lee, no, that's I'm sorry. That drive the blues away <laughs> for my anniversary. Uh, but anyway the, it's the uh, Blues brothers. The blues It's uh, February the seventh from seven PM to midnight. General admission is forty dollars and VIP admission is sixty-five. Blues, booze and brews. Live music entertainment, gourmet light bites from Pacific Grill, and samples from local breweries and distilleries. A perfect way to chase away the winter weather blues. Isn't that wonderful? I, you know, I, there's one it, thing about Tacoma, Washington. They they have winter 365 days a year, I think.
2: No, the sun shines out there once in a while. What, there's twi- a,
1: twice a month? No,
2: there's a wonderful German bakery in Tacoma that I used to go to all huh. the time. And... Uh, you know, it, it's part of the Seattle, is SeaTac is the airport, Seattle-Tacoma, and that, that's a beautiful area, but they do get a lot of rain, but anyway. a lot of gray, but let me make one comment about the LeMay Museum. It's one of the largest and probably one of the most beautiful automobile museums in the world, not just the U.S., but in the world, and they've got a wonderful collection of cars, so... Everyone in the Northwest who's probably still asleep this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, uh, and if you or like, if
1: you're planning on traveling out there, right? Yeah, oh, next yeah, weekend.
2: Yeah, it's so. a it's a good thing.
1: Blues, booze, and brews at yeah. the uh, Lemay Museum in Tacoma, Washington. And if you uh, if you're a museum or uh, want to want us to announce something, we're going to start doing that. It sort of will be quite frank. It dates the show a little bit because. Uh, when we play it back in uh, June or sometime, they may think we're totally nuts, but that's okay, too. But with that being said, I want to get right to our guest. Uh, he is a very interesting gentleman, and uh, we t- we've gotten the opportunity to uh, uh, talk before the show and uh, this week a little bit and uh, talk about his museum and and what prompted it. We've got Kent Bre- um uh, Buley on the line with us, he is in Greenville, Tennessee, which is about 75 miles north of Knoxville, and um, Kent, welcome to the Classic Car Show, and I'm going to turn you over to the person that has the brains in the operation, Mr. Weber. Oh, I thought you were talking about your wife.
2: <laughs> no, she's not here. Oh, okay. <laughs> morning, Kent. Good morning. Um. As, as we were talking geography, you're right off about 10 miles off of Interstate 81 up in the Smokies. That's correct. Yeah. Um, based on my memory and David's discussion, your family has been in the automobile business for many years, I understand. What was the first, That's right. What was the first yes. dealership your dad had?
3: My dad had a Packer dealership starting in 1937, and then uh, in 38 he acquired Pontiac. And in 39, Cadillac, and was in business for many years. And then I became a Chevrolet, uh, Buick, Oldsmobile dealer. And then we were had ownerships in uh, Chrysler, Plymouth, Dodge, Jeep, uh, Ford, Lincoln, Mercury, Toyota, Mitsubishi, Mazda, Subaru, Toy, and uh, so. Family's been in business for many years, and uh, a lot of the cars that we have in the museum we actually traded for uh, through those dealerships, and uh, the ones we didn't trade for, a lot of them uh, we made acquaintances with car collectors through the dealership and acquired the cars and started collecting about 40 years ago.
2: Beautiful. And you have how many cars on display in the dealer, or in the, excuse me, in the museum now?
3: We, we have 40 cars in the museum. Uh, 25 are owned by the museum and 15 are on loan from friends that are car collectors. We have another 25 cars stored in a warehouse that we rotate in and out to so, uh, keep our inventory fresh. But uh, uh, we have a lot of uh, good friends that collect cars that uh, have some interesting cars. So we try to rotate uh, around 8 to 10 cars a year. In and out of the museum.
2: Beautiful. Now, are you primarily domestic, or do you have any imports?
3: We do have some imports. Uh, not a lot, but uh, we, we have uh, probably half a dozen imports, but mainly domestics. But uh, uh, just try to keep a good variety so, uh, you know, the, our guests uh, can be entertained with a lot of different cars.
2: Beautiful. What's the oldest car you have?
3: oldest car we have is a 1901 Oldsmobile. It's very unique, and uh, it's on loan from uh, the Cobble family in Greenville. It's very, uh, very interesting car and, and uh, very uh, popular with uh, with our guests.
2: Uh, is it a curved Dash, or was that 03 was the first year of the curved Dash? I'm, I'm trying to remember. It's,
3: it's not a curved Dash. No, okay. I think 03 was.
2: okay. And is it a high-wheeler or just a, a conventional car?
3: Conventional. It's conventional. To very, very nice and, and operates and has been uh, in several parades, not recently, but uh, maybe 10 years ago. So it's, it's uh, you know, it works and, uh, and, and very attractive.
2: Beautiful. And, and kind of start at 01 and, and, and move forward. Tell us what else you have that's brass-era cars.
3: Okay, we've got a 1915 uh, Van Blurk Speedster, which is uh, very unique. Uh, Joseph Van Blurk was a Dutch engineer that uh, built marine engines for boat factories, and uh, Gary Wells uh, took one of his engines and and built a Van Blurk car, which is huge. It looked like a big fire engine, and... uh, it's been on display. Pete Hasterlik owns it. He's a friend of ours, a car collector, and uh, is it's quite an attention-getter in the museum.
2: Gary Wales has a propensity to do some pretty wild restorations, if I remember rightly.
3: That's correct. Yeah, he's
2: out of the West Coast. and uh, Yeah,
3: he's in California.
2: Right, and I think he has he's done a couple of Bentleys and uh, really unique cars, and he basically right. starts with a chassis from what i understand so let's well, me we have
3: yes we have uh coming forward we have a 1914 ford brass t we've got a what what body 23
2: what pardon me what body on the t
3: it's uh it's just the um uh, i guess the the t model conventional
2: uh, uh, open car open car yeah four door two door two door two door okay all right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead.
3: But well, we have a twenty-three uh, Ford T model Texaco truck. Uh, we have a twenty model, twenty-nine model uh, Texaco uh, truck, um, thirty model uh, A model. Um,
2: what body? Right
3: on up. Let's see. Uh, Forty what, what? Ford, forty-one Plymouth, uh, forty-six Pontiac, and then just on up to. Uh, I guess our latest model is a 2000 Lotus Esprit twin turbo.
1: Kent, by the way, I, I've got your uh, website streaming on our web page. And just want to remind everybody that it's citygaragecarmuseum.com. And uh, it's, it's a very good site. It uh, goes through has pictures of many of the cars that you all have on display. So. Anybody that's listening, uh, if they want to get away from Jim uh, Weber's mug and uh, <coughs> glare, well, you can go to the website or go to our website now and, and uh, watch the uh, watch the uh, Kent's website go by. Anyway, I'll let y'all get yeah, back. Yeah, beautiful.
2: No, that's that's a great idea to do that too. Um, all right, I'm almost afraid to ask you about the twin turbo Lotus Esprit and how that ended up in the museum.
3: Well, it, it belonged to uh, belongs to a friend of ours, and uh, he was driving it, and I drove it, and uh, we had a Lotus uh, car club uh, coming by, a British car club, and uh, so we uh, decided to put it in the museum, and it's been quite an attraction. We have a a uh, seventy two De Tommaso Pantera that I bought new. And it sits, uh, they sit side by side, so they're they're quite comparable in looks. And uh, so that's that's how that ended up there.
2: Were you a Lincoln Mercury dealer when you got that?
3: Well, I, I got the Pantera came through a Lincoln Mercury dealer. No, it was a friend that, that had ah. the dealership. And uh, uh, I've never titled the car. It's got forty nine hundred miles. Bright red, beautiful car.
2: <laughs> wow oh, yeah.
3: Still have the window sticker 99.99 yeah. <laughs> mm, <Yeah. mm-mm. laughs>
2: I, I remember a few Lincoln Mercury dealers that couldn't sell theirs That's right. So they always left the keys in them on the lot at night.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, those those cars have really become popular just in the last two or three years.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, I used to go to Donut Derelicts in Southern California back in 2000 to 2004, and there was quite a group of uh, Pantera owners there, and uh, they took excellent care of the cars. And, of course, most of their cars had been... uh, modified by Bill Strop. He had a, uh, a Pantera, I guess, reconditioning operation out there for Ford at one time. And uh, the, the, really, a neat car, and uh, I think that's one of Ford's marketing mistakes, one of the few they've made. They could have done much better with that. So that, that's yeah, something... Yeah, they were... Go ahead.
3: Yeah, they were... Uh I think a little premature in, in uh, offering that car to the public. It wasn't quite ready, but uh, those cars are dangerously fast. Uh, they're, they're really quick, but uh, the brakes are not what they need to be. They're very hard to stop at a high speed. and uh,
2: but not, they're, not good. That, they're fun to I drive. Well, <laughs> a 351 Cleveland in it, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I understand Bill made some modifications to those cars that uh, improved the braking system and the handling on them and corrected some of the uh, chassis issues with that.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah. there was some rust issues with yes. the car, and we, we've right. been fortunate we haven't had that, but a lot of the folks that had Panteras or have Panteras have had to deal with the rust on the undercarriage.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, let, let's go way back again. Uh, I, I wish... Steve could have been here today, but he's down in Jekyll Island at a car event, and uh, he has a thirty Model A, and his is a sedan two door. And my last Model A was a sedan two door. Which one do you have in your museum?
3: We we have coupes. We have a coupe, and uh, just what we call the the uh, just the, the roadster. And the, oh, okay, with the, with the uh, rumble seat. Yeah, beautiful car. Yeah, and we also have a Shea. Are you familiar with the Shay? Yes,
2: that's a replica. But tell our listeners about That's a about replica
3: it. that was sold in 1980 through Ford dealers. But the reason I like it is it's so easy to drive. It has power steering, and it's uh, and uh, we use it in parades and exhibits. And it, you know, it, it's really a a true uh, uh, replica. I mean, it, it looks exactly. Like it, of course, it's fiberglass, but it's a fun car to drive, and we use it to promote the museum.
1: You know, I well, I tell you what, we're going to have to stop right here and take a quick break. Uh, Kent, we'll be back, and when we get back, there are a couple of things that I want to point out. One is that uh, Steve would particularly love the museum, and that you don't have trailer queens, and the other thing is that. Uh, i want to get into that you had mentioned uh i want to talk about greenville for just a little bit and then we'll get back to the museum so hang in there we'll be back on the classic car show on america's web radio with mr jim weber and kent beerley on america's web radio be right back
4: hi this is steve ronaldo host of the classic car show on america's web radio
5: All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like.
6: Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out, and when necessary, Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer
5: and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Ain't that the truth? But anyway, we, uh, we're we delighted to have on with us today uh, Mr. Kent Buley from the City Garage Car Museum. And, um, Kent, before we go on... I, You and I had mentioned or we had talked about the fact that uh, let's talk about Greenville and you and I talked about the idea of, of, you know, automobile museum tours, but you've almost got one in your backyard as it is. So uh, fill us in. um, I guess we're gonna we're gonna well it's a Jim that has the magic wand, not me, but Jim, Jim's gonna put a little stardust on you and you can be the uh, Chamber of Con- commerce for Greenville for a minute. Right.
2: Well you mentioned parades and I'm sure there's a lot of community activities there that you're involved in. So would you tell us a little bit about that too, please?
3: Well Greenville is a very historic town. It's the second oldest town in Tennessee and uh, president Andrew Johnson he was the 17th president of the United States his home is there in Greenville as a matter of fact it's across the street from uh, where our museum is Wow! but but it's uh, David Crockett the king of the wild frontier was, was actually born in Green County in Limestone and uh, we have a lot of events uh, in Greenville and we try to uh, participate as we can with cars and um, have an iris festival which is very popular draws several thousands of people into greenville but uh, greenville is very historic uh second oldest city or town in uh, tennessee and nearby jonesboro is the oldest but uh have tusculum college there which is the tennessee's oldest college um just a very historic town and uh we try to, with the museum, try to be a part of that. And uh, it's just a wonderful place to live. And uh, we're proud to be there. Its uh, quality of life is, is very, good. very Excellent. good in Greenville, Green County. Now,
1: we have something in common, Kent. Or not in common, but I have something in common with Greenville, obviously. Uh, when I grew up, <clears throat> king of the wild frontier, Davy, and I had to have, and I got it for Christmas can you imagine what it was the that coon I had? Skin a coon skin, skin cap, cap. <laughs> and mine was a very special one in that the tail i mean it was a it was a very expensive one back then and the tail would snap off if i wanted to wear it in the winter and put the the sides down and from the, you know the work air air yeah, yeah yeah but oh yeah i had to have a coon skin cap do you all sell a few of those in greenville still
3: they they do, and uh, we don't at the museum, but they are available at, uh, I think, the Tourist Center, and particularly there in Limestone at the uh, uh, memorial there for Davy Crockett. But uh, if I can tell a little bit more about Greenville. Sure, uh, please, please. The uh, the, uh, the band, the Van Perry, that's a country and western band that, uh, and uh, rock and roll band uh, reside in Greenville and are very important and promote Greenville and Green County and uh, Alan Johnson who is a friend of the museums and has exhibited his uh, uh, race car there. He's the NHRA 2013 Pro Stock World Champion and Alan's a friend of the museum and uh, uh, comes around and uh, brings his car, so which is an attraction. And then we had talked about uh, Scott Jones who uh, is on the history channel counting cars he he lives in greenville and actually works for dale cocker cocker extreme automotive and they do some restorations for us they just most recently did a 64 ford f100 truck for us and very unique it's a truck that we had like for 35 years we used it to all limbs and trash off, and uh, <laughs> so we decided to restore it. And he did what they call a shop truck restoration, which they just sand. We had some rust on it, surface rust, sanded it down, and clear coated it, and, <laughs> and uh, restored it. It's really neat.
2: <laughs> so, oh, that that
3: sounds neat. Well, now,
1: you know, I got a segue into this because you mentioned it. You don't have it now, but you're planning in the future for your museum to have a a live restoration place that people can walk through and and watch you all restoring cars. Is that right?
3: Yes. My dad's original Packard dealership uh, may be available. We still own it, have it leased, but I think our tenant is probably going to vacate this year. So our plan is to take it and... uh, make a, a second museum and have a restoration center there where people can actually see what you know what goes on there. So hopefully
2: that will happen. Now, will you involve the youth like the high schools and and maybe have them come in and do volunteer or shop classes in the in the restoration shop? Yes,
3: uh, we're going to work with the uh, technical center here to to do that, and we've actually uh, worked with a children's home in Greenville hosting United Methodist Home and uh, worked with the kids there to show them how to detail cars. And uh, they now are detailing cars on their own. And uh, we've worked with uh, the Greenville High School racing team, which has built a car that competes for miles per gallon. The car that they most recently built uh, got over 600 miles per gallon they took it to Indianapolis to the Lucas uh, Raceway up there and competed And uh, so that's pretty interesting but we're very involved with youth and uh, we have uh, uh, we just had a group from North Green High School County High School here in Green County to uh, do murals on a wall around the museum so they have a 57 Chevrolet a Corvette, a Mustang and a, and a Volkswagen Beetle drawn on the wall around the museum which has created quite uh, quite a lot of excitement so we're uh, really involved with kids uh, the take a kid to a car show is another effort that we've uh, you know we've worked in and we've done radio spots and then Boys and Girls Club and a 4-H Camp and area schools have had field trips there so we try to, to involve them and one thing they really enjoy we have a motor there an engine it's a four-cylinder pontiac engine which is kind of cross cut you know, where you can see the component parts the pistons and the, the valves the crankshaft and the camshaft in operation and, and uh show an internal combustion engine and a lot of adults have never seen that so it's it's pretty interesting
2: that that's great because we are big proponents of involving the youth and uh We've interviewed McPherson College and Ohio Tech and even uh, Mr. Butler up in New England who has a a, a two-week training course in in metalworking and uh, a couple of other restoration shops around the country that have started involving youths. And In fact, we were with the Auburn Cord uh, Duesenberg Museum people last week talking about that and Having vocational and uh, tech schools come in and and have the kids work with uh, some of the adults that are there. Do you bring a lot of volunteers in, old guys like Steve and me that uh, still like to play with cars and get grease under our fingernails?
3: Yeah, a lot of the the, the uh, folks that have cars in the museum are you know friends of the museum and they come in and help. But we have uh, Wilbur West is uh, our volunteer that looks after the museum on we're open Wednesday, Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Wilbur's there Wednesday, Thursday and Saturday and jenny Solomon that has worked for our family for many years is there on Friday, but they uh interact with uh you know, the children and then we invite a lot of the car collectors in. But it's it's amazing uh some of the smaller children, you know, I'm talking second, third and fourth graders are so knowledgeable.
1: Let me let me ask you. You told me the story yesterday, but how are they getting this knowledge? I'm I'm just curious. Where did
3: they? Uh, you know the I had a seventh uh, seven year old that I told you about yeah, yesterday yeah. that that wanted to have his birthday party down there, and we have uh, restrictions at 16 years and older for birthday parties. But he came down and talked to me. He and his dad, and he's so knowledgeable. And he said, Mr. Buley, will you not let me? have my birthday party down here and i said well i'm going to make an exception in your case, <laughs> because you're so knowledgeable uh, they read uh... and go online and uh, but they seem to be there's a it, it really surprised us when we opened the museum just how many children really are interested in older cars and and um, so you know you, how you, they, uh...
1: so you think it's strictly from the internet or are they influenced I, I by their parents i think it is the and...
3: internet and uh... they they there's a lot of car shows in our area, and so I think they go there and see these cars, and they're so different from what we see today that they, they're they intrigued by them, and then they go on the Internet and search out information, and when they come to the museum, uh, a lot of these little fellows are so knowledgeable. They know about as much about some of the cars as I do. I think wow. that's
1: fantastic. You know, this is something that in the, quote, end quote, air quotes, uh, big city, we we obviously have car shows, but it you know kids the parents just don't take them, and uh, and it's really they're almost limited to the people that are in the hobby going to the shows as opposed to to um, folks being introduced to it. And this this is something we're trying to do here. And I think the 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 thought that uh, you all have that many different things with cars, and it's it's. Um, Initiated interest by the kids. I think this—that's wonderful. Yeah, Great. Yes. Definitely. Do you find that they want to get their hands dirty?
3: Well, one thing they want to do. We have ropes around, and, and uh, we have kind of guided tours with them. But they want to, you know, get close to the cars. And, and some of the cars, we have one or two that we will actually let them sit in, and uh, they seem to be intrigued by that. And. Uh, they, they
1: they're hungry for knowledge they really are that's neat that's neat well you know I, th- I think I mentioned to you is there anything else about Greenville that you want to mention uh, before we go to break and uh, then when we get back uh, I, I think I'd ask you if you would wouldn't mind giving us a uh, front door guided tour yes okay I- be glad to do you want me to
3: tell you about Greenville now
1: yeah anything else uh, we got about a minute uh, anything that you want to sort of wrap up about Greenville
3: well it's just so historic here Um, we have a lot of bus tours that come in and then we have a lot of people that come off the interstate particularly to see our car museum but when they come to Greenville uh, we have the Nathaniel Green Museum, Green County is named after Nathaniel Green which is next door to us and we refer them there and then over to Andrew Johnson's home and to other sites uh, in and around Greenville but it's a it's a historic destination point, and uh, I think the fact that we're, you know, 12 miles from the interstate maybe hurts us a little bit for tourism, but it's just a great place to spend the day and, uh, and make yourself at home. And a lot of people, when they come to the museum, we refer them to other destination sites, and uh, they just spend the day.
1: All righty. We're going to take a break. Uh, we're here with Mr. Kent Bewley from Greenville, Tennessee and Mr. Jim Weber, the uh, brains of the operation. We'll be back on the Classic Car Show. right. <laughs>
4: Hi, this is Steve host little. of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. I've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have... The top rating of all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Hi, this is Tracy Pearson with Prissy Tomboy. The Prissy Tomboy radio show empowers females with confidence and belief in self through active, healthy lifestyles. Listen Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. on America's Web Radio.
3: Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
0: Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy, or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com.
5: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, that's what you get when you're not paying attention. You play the same spot twice, and uh, Jim, was, <laughs> I, I can barely single-task, much less multi multitask, yeah. you know, But anyway, we're glad to have you listening, and we do have a good audience today listening to uh, the Classic Car Show, and Mr. Kent Bewley from Greenville, Tennessee. And Jim just asked a question, uh, Kent, how big is Greenville? Greenville's 15,000, and the
3: county's 70,000.
1: Okay. All right. That's that's great for yeah. kids to grow up in that. That's the, a,
2: yeah, it is. Yeah, because here in Atlanta, as, as David's mentioned, you know we've got oh, they've got all these car shows, and they last about a year in in a mall parking lot, and they get kicked out, and then they go to an office building parking lot, and they get kicked out, and there's a bunch of us old guys that meet every Tuesday morning. It's called Romeo's. And there's as many as 100 to 120 guys that show up sometimes, depending upon the weather. But there's no children. And you go to these Sunday shows, or the first Sunday of the month, or the Saturday shows at a local church and things, there's no kids. It's just a bunch of, all you look around and see is a bunch of blue hairs. So All you see is a bunch of memories. they memories, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I I think it's incredible what you're doing, and I like your take a kid to a car show uh, idea, because that's great. Well, what we'd like you to do now is open the front door of your museum and walk us through it, if you would, please. Okay, okay. We
3: have really uh, eight focal points in the museum. The, The first one is a 1920s Texaco service station that we built. And uh, there you will see uh, two trucks, an A model and T model um, service trucks. We also have a uh, a uh, Studebaker tanker that's pulled by two mules, and we have all wow. kinds of. Uh, are all
2: the mules? Uh, are, are the mules there too? I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but are the mules there?
3: The mule, of course, they're <laughs> you know they're they mule models. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> all right.
5: Well, if, if, but if, that's, if. that's
3: probably the the uh, center point and and the start uh, going through the museum. Then the next uh, uh, stop is Buick Motor Company showroom where we rotate uh, cars in and out of the showroom, and it's visible from the street and very neat and uh, looks exactly like a automobile showroom. By the way, I wanted to mention, City Garage Car Museum was City Dodge Garage. Started in 1948, so that's the reason I kept City Garage. It was City Dodge Garage, so we just took the Dodge out. So it was a former dealership. It's a 12,000-square-foot building that uh, was cool. a car dealership. So I want to make note of that. Yes. But moving on down the... Uh, the, line, we, it, the museum is set up in a rectangular form with um, a road which serves as a tourist traffic, and then it affords us the opportunity to pull cars in and out. So you actually go in a rectangular tour around the museum, and you actually end up back where you started. So, uh, moving on down the line, we have a moonshine section, which uh, <laughs> Upper East Tennessee is very famous for moonshine. Love it. And uh, we have a steel there, and Popcorn Sutton, who is quite a uh, historic character uh, in moonshining, we have a uh, kind of an exhibition uh, there. And uh, uh, we actually uh, worked with the Smithsonian uh, institute in Washington and we were on the tour so we, the, when you were on the, the Smithsonian tour you stopped there for the moonsh- moonshine exhibit but uh, then moving along we have what we call the Fast and Furious sports car which is the Pantera, the Lotus and then we have a, the DeLorean which is very unique it's the I think one of the lowest if not the lowest mileage Delorean in existence it has 726 miles on it <laughs> and, uh, wow Joanne Snyder that lives in Greenville was the was sister-in-law of John DeLoren, so she had two of his custom-built uh, leather chairs that were in his house and actually in his office that she donated to the museum. and One of his golf trophies, uh, he was quite a golfer. He was a zero-handicapped golfer, and so she donated that, but uh, the DeLoren is, is um, quite unique. Then, we have a nascar section i don't know if we have any nascar fans listening today but we were involved in nascar racing buley motorsports for two or three years and uh, morgan mcclure out of avington virginia which uh, raced the, the number four chevrolet um, and we actually have the 1994 daytona 500 winner there that sterling marlin drove and it was on uh, display in Daytona for a year, and it's it's been with us now for five years. And the kids, we actually let them get in the car sometimes and take the steering wheel off, and we show them the fuel cell, and so that's part of the uh, educational process with the children that we bring in. So then we have a Dale Earnhardt um, street version of his car that was actually sold at his uh, Chevrolet dealership in Newton, North Carolina, but. Um, uh, we were, you know, we were involved in racing, um, and uh, it's it's quite a focal point, and particularly with Alan Johnson, the the NHRA uh, Pro Stock champion, uh, with his car there, uh, part of the time. It, it you know, it's quite for race fans. It's it's quite a uh, good stop there. Then the Van Blurk that, uh that is on display there is, is another uh, stopping point that. Uh, a lot of people like, and it has a very unique history. You know, we talked about that in Gary Wells' restoration. Then we have a diner which my wife, Betty Ann, uh, set up. It's called Susie Q's Diner, and it will accommodate about 50 people, and it looks like a 50s diner with
2: checkerboard floor and is it a working uh, diner where you can get a sandwich? It is. We, oh, we, we don't
3: serve food, but we have caterers that actually come in, and we have birthday parties, class reunions, wedding oh, rehearsals. Wonderful. Uh, and uh, so it they, they can come and have a big time. And uh, we can accommodate about 100 people at the museum. We can accommodate 50 in the diner and uh, and with maybe 50 circulating. What always happens when you have these the women stay in the diner and the men go through the museum, so uh, that's, that's kind of the way it works. And then we have a gift shop, and uh, it's very small, but we have a lot of uh, unique gifts and uh, books and and uh, memorabilia about uh, racing and Popcorn Sutton, and, and uh, we have shirts and things like that, so that's pretty much it. Uh, wh- one of the unique things that we have that we've tried to do in Biddy Ann uh came up with this we have a mural on the back wall that if you look at it when you walk in it looks three-dimensional it looks like you go right down the lane and 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 into this mural and on down a you know it's tree lined and everything we have stoplights that the county or the city donated to us some antique stoplights that we put out. So that's neat. you get wow. the feeling that you're you're going down the highway and then all out
2: into the country. Oh, that's neat. neat. That is that is really nice. You know, I got to
1: and I was thinking about your uh, two two uh, mules and and the tanker. If Jim comes up, then you'd have two mules and a jackass. So
2: yeah. uh, you, you know, uh, the only oh, reason why I come in here is <laughs> is he pays me. So he much. That's why he has to run these commercials. Steve. <laughs> that's great. Well, let, let's wait. Let's back up a minute. A lot of people don't know this, but Studebaker was actually a wagon company before they became a car company. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, your father, I believe, was a Studebaker dealer at one time.
3: He he did have Studebaker. That's correct.
2: Okay. Was he? Uh, was it? Pre-war, post-war? Was Pre-war. It? Okay. Wow. Ken, I, I, I've i got to ask, and I, I think some other
1: people would be interested as well. Everything, obviously, has changed, and dealerships today and many dealerships are owned by the same huge organization or whatever. But back in, in the days that you, you mentioned to me that your dad had, had been uh, a dealer for a number of different uh, car manufacturers how did all of that work and how did it how did you switch from Studebaker to this to Packard to Ford to Chevy and so forth cuz there was a lot of competition back then of, of dealerships so how did you all switch uh, switch horses and or, or mules in the middle of the stream
3: <laughs> well as, as opportunities would uh, we, we we actually uh, you know sold a few but we had, you know moved forward and accumulated um, those dealerships you know as studebaker went away and packard went away uh some of the d- dealerships kind of disappeared but uh we as far as gm we you know we were pretty much continuously uh a gm dealer and then uh, as opportunities presented themselves in small towns around and in, in greenville we were able to acquire and become partners and owners of other dealerships
2: Mm, that, that's great. Now, do you have any operating dealerships at the present time?
3: No, I, I sold out uh, in 2010, and uh, I'm still affiliated with a couple of dealerships, but not not the dealer.
2: Okay, okay.
3: But, uh, you know, once a dealer, always a dealer, I guess.
2: Well, but, uh, actually, once a car guy, always a car guy. That's
3: right. <laughs> My car business now is the the car museum
2: Uh, and that and that's neat and you also have a warehouse i understand that's full of cars are are they muscle cars or
3: yes we we have a warehouse that uh we we keep these cars and and we drive them and start them and uh and then we rotate as we need um you know we've been in there five and a half years and we will have events or clubs that that may want to see a certain car and and so we we rotate them in and out and then we have 15 you know I said on loan from friends at the museum right uh, we we try what we try to do is keep a real good balance based on who's coming to see us okay And, uh, and it's it's a lot of fun and that way we get to drive the cars we rotate them in and out so we do we we rotate a car at least one car every 60 days at least one most time two
2: Good, good. Now, muscle cars. Talk about those. What, what do you have in the way of muscle cars?
3: Well, we've got a Z twenty eight Camaro sixty nine. Wow. That uh, a friend of ours, Bob George, has. It's been there since day one. Beautiful car. Uh, we have another uh, uh, Camaro convertible. We have uh, we have a, we have two Corvettes. Um, we have a 76 corvette and then we've got a 2001 that we use we've got an ssr we've got some that uh, later models that that we rotate in and out based on who we think is going to be visiting the
2: museum okay we you were a pontiac dealer at one time any gtos
3: don't have a gto now my dad was pontiac dealer I okay was. oh okay yeah. all right i was an Oldsmobile buick Chevrolet, but uh I'll, we, at the present, we do not have a Pontiac GTO. I, I would like to, and we're looking at a judge, and my wife had a GTO, and as a matter of fact, she traded in to me for a Corvette. got married.
2: <laughs> oh, boy. I bet that was quite a deal. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm still paying for it.
1: <laughs> such, a, such a deal as I'll make oh, you. Oh,
2: I, I love it. Uh, that, that, that's a, that is a great story. That, that's like yeah. a... I, uh, yeah, that's where we met. That was forty-one years ago. Oh, uh, wow. God bless you. I'm. Yeah. I've been married forty. Well, one thing years. I wanted to mention about Betty. I'll tell you, uh, can right. you hold
1: that thought one second? Yeah. And uh, we've got to take a break. We're right at the quarter okay. hour. We'll come back with Kent and his story right after this on the <laughs> Classic Car Show.
0: With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com.
6: The United States Justice Foundation since 1979 has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the US Senate on all but one US Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. You're listening to America's
5: Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: And we do appreciate you listening to the Classic Car Show on Saturdays. And if you're in a museum or have a museum or curator and you've got an announcement, uh, send it to me, uh, General Manager or David at America's Web Radio, either one, and we'll be glad to put it on the air on the Classic Car Show. Assuming that Jim is upright, uh, vertical that day, we'll be glad to put it on. And right now, we're visiting with Mr. Kent Bewley from Greenville, Tennessee, and the City Garage Car Museum. You know, Kent, your history is just incredible. I, I, I love the fact that your dad was in the business, and, and you've been in the business, and then you went into the museum. i got to ask, um, they let me ask some of the more technical questions because of my brilliance. Um, one is, how many weddings have you had at the museum, and the other one is, uh, have you got any good stories, like a, a grandfather bringing his grandson, and, and the a story that you might have overheard?
3: We haven't had any weddings, but we've had wedding uh, rehearsal dinners and receptions, and uh, a lot of uh, You know, class reunions and that type thing there, but uh, no weddings so far. But uh, as far as stories, uh, I guess we've had several fathers. uh, You know, there's there's a lot of single parent families now, and we've had fathers and mothers bring children in there to just kind of entertain them, uh, and as a result they have just developed a relationship with the museum and they they come back you know time and time again and it's just uh, rewarding to us to see that
2: and uh that, that, that's great glad, glad to help the youth yeah now tell us the story about you and the pontiac and the corvette and the 41 years with the same customer
3: with Betty Ann? Yes,
2: sir. <laughs>
3: yes. Well, we we met, we knew each other, and she was driving a GTO, and we started talking, and she wanted a Corvette, and I sold her a Corvette, and uh, two years later, we got married, and uh, been together since, and she's become quite a car enthusiast herself. Uh, she is responsible for decorating. And doing uh, the interior design of the museum, and it's very uh, intriguing. It's kind of like going to Disney World uh, because it has so many uh, interesting things. She set up a, a diner and, and uh, really some backdrops that, uh, like a music store and a uh, toy store and a haberdashery and. And uh, it's just when you go through, we have a lot of women that come, and they they're not that interested in cars, but they're intrigued by the design and and uh, the uh, I guess the artifacts that that actually show, you know, more than cars. And then we've had she's had fashion shows there, fashions and fins, and we've had art exhibits, people, the artists that uh, draw. Um, you know, cars and and, and things related to automobiles. So, it has been responsible for a lot of our special events and and decorating the the museum. But I wanted to tell you about one car that we have that she actually owns. She bought it. It's a Rolls-Royce that was... It's a 72 Rolls-Royce Corniche convertible that was in the movie Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood.
2: Wow. And,
3: uh, oh, boy. Now, we've, we're talking about weddings. We've used it uh, in weddings. We we have a, a chauffeur-driven, you know, but uh, it's been used in a lot of the weddings uh, here in Greenville, and it's, it's very unique. And then we had a car that uh, left the museum that uh, was on loan. It was Elton John's Rolls-Royce, which was quite a... Uh, uh, traffic uh, gather but uh, uh, they wanted me to mention to you too I, I collected car. I let a lot of really good cars get away from me early on because I could sell them and make a huge profit on them but I've had a, a lot of Shelby Mustangs I had an original 65 Shelby that I wish I'd never sold mm-hmm. and, uh, I wish you'd had never a, sold it 500 KRs I had a Wow, a uh, sixty-eight. I had two or three of those, and uh, convertibles and sixty-nines. But you know, and I had a Cobra Roadster, and you know. But that's one reason I kept the Pantera I bought it, and I said I'm never going to sell it. So it's it's a keeper.
1: What, yeah. what do they say right. about hindsight? Yeah. <laughs> it's 2020. It's right,
3: 2020.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I think the what, three I, of us could uh, yeah. do some good business on hindsight. Right.
3: Right. What, you, what one was one of your... the nicest. Co- cars that we have in, in the museum is a 64 and a half mustang that uh, we had restored and it is is probably the nicest car that we have in the museum and as a result of it being the 50th anniversary of the mustang uh, we've had a lot of ford people uh, come in there particularly just to see that car mm. so i thought that was yes uh,
1: i i had one and Dark, it was that all the uh, black interior with the dark dark green exterior and uh, mm. and that was one too that I had the uh, you and I were talking about it yesterday the 45 record player in it Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I had. I wish I had the car or the record player at this point, or,
2: or the forty-five <laughs> records, or the.
1: 40, I've got the forty-five records. As do a matter you? of fact, good. I've got some. Yeah, good. good. So um, I, this is totally an unfair question, Kent, because of of your, uh, your your history. But do you have a favorite car besides the Mustang?
3: The Pantera's got to be uh, my favorite car because. Uh, I actually, when Betty Ann and I got married, that's when I bought it. And this is a funny little story. We drove down to the Lincoln Mercury dealer in Knoxville. and had it. It was on the showroom, and it, and uh, we were in her Corvette. And and uh, he gave me a really good price on it. I think I bought it for $8,400. It stickered for ninety-nine ninety-nine. dollars and, and Betty N's comment was, there is no car in the world worth $8,400. <laughs>
1: Uh, Until she saw that Rolls six, Royce, that
3: was worth six figures. So yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I've got to ask. One of my favorite—I I never owned one, but it was—it was. I had a friend that had one, and I got to drive it a few times. But the old uh, Cougar that had the the tail lights were the intermittent sequential, uh, or, uh, yeah, sequential, sequential one, tail lights. Yeah, and uh, do you, you don't happen to have one of them? Do you? No,
2: I don't. I, I don't.
1: But that was a neat uh, car. The yeah. Old,
2: yeah. You know. Well, it was basically a Mustang. Yeah. It was a rebadged that's Mustang. Right. Yeah. Which was a rebadged Falcon when we started out <laughs> with it. <'cause laughs> I think that's the platform uh, Iacocca used, wasn't it, to start doing that? So
3: I believe so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, that That's wonderful. And I, I'll bet you that Knoxville... Lincoln Mercury dealer thanked you profusely for buying that Pantera He did. <laughs> I think he was glad to get rid of it. And, uh, Little did he know. But I, yeah,
3: but uh, they, like I said, just in the last three or four years, those cars have become extremely popular. Yes. I noticed on the Mecham sale uh, last week, one sold for, two. I believe it was $280,000. Uh, it was, you know, special equipped and... and uh, have a lot of add-ons to it, but, uh, you know, it's amazing just how they have become so popular.
2: Well, and the, the sad thing is people are afraid to drive them now because they've become so valuable. And, That's right. I mean, just think about GT350 and GT500 Mustangs, uh, the Shelbys, and the mm-hmm. KRs. Uh, uh, yes. Well, uh, look at, at Cobras. I mean, you can't touch a Cobra, a real one, a CSX car. For less than right. a million dollars, I don't care if right. it's a barn find or a, a West Coast restoration. Uh, right, they're way over that. So
3: yeah, they are. Another car that we sold that we probably should have kept, but uh, I traded for it and uh, sold it for a good price. Was a Ford GT. Oh, and, uh, the newest
2: and those one. Those
3: cars have taken off too. Yes. Very popular. Yeah, and, I- those cars are extremely fast.
2: Yes. Well, they were supercharged too. So, and and I understand Ford introduced a new GT at the Detroit Auto Show this year that they're talking about putting into production. Yes, I, I so, saw that. Yeah. So that ought to be something. Yeah. I uh, I would like to have one of this late or this last version of the Ford GT. And what those came out about what oh. 2002, wasn't it, or 2003? Back, back to the old days, though, was it 19... It would
1: have been probably 1957 or maybe into the... Six, when the Ford had the... Um, 58, maybe. The Ford Interceptor? Yeah. It had, it was the, the police, a lot of police...
2: Yeah. Well, and it was a NASCAR stock car, too. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Was but that 58? Somewhere in there, 59. It, it, they had a sloping hood on them for aerodynamics, I yeah. remember, well, when was the, the Dodge uh, and the Plymouth, uh, the wing cars, the Super B, or not? What, what do they call those? That was Sixty-nine. 69. See, B. I'm ten years yeah. off. I'm ten years. It's right. sixty-nine, David. 69. Yeah, I'm ten right. years off. Yeah.
3: Well, I tell you, another car that we have that's that's real interesting and, and it actually belongs to Biddy Ann too. It's a auburn bowtail in 1936
2: but it's a replica but those cars
3: become really popular too a fun car to drive and a beautiful
2: car that was a glenn prey car right that's right yeah that's right yeah well i think we're we're about ready to put the plug in the jug david we're getting very close to it as a matter of fact uh what
1: we'll do next time kent is uh when we when we uh, interview city Garage Car Museum will be speaking with Betty Ann. It seems like she's she's the real brains behind this operation. I believe
3: she is. You know? She's a driving force. I tried to get her to come on today, but she said no, and she didn't want to. The oh. next time, I want you to interview her. Well, we, yes. we,
1: we, we yes. want to find out what the 41-year-old glue, super glue is. <laughs> yeah. you know?
2: That's right. That's right. Well, that's great. I, I enjoyed it, and of course, uh i got to come up and see the still.
3: You've got to come up. You've <laughs> got to gotta come up. But, uh, well, thank you so you much thank for you. Uh, featuring City Garage Car Museum. It's been a pleasure. We enjoyed it. With you, and I hope a lot of the listeners will come by the museum.
2: Excellent. They will.
1: We appreciate it, Kent. And uh, we'll be back with more on America's Web Radio
5: right after this. You're listening to America's AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.